Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode number 38. Now, this is a Thursday episode, so if you are listening to this on the day that it airs, it is a Thursday episode. Thursday episodes are always dedicated to mentality, mental strength, perspective, positivity, and all the things that you need upstairs in order to get yourself in the right mindset to do the things you need to do to achieve your fitness goals. So if you're not familiar with the flow, I just gave you the Thursday spiel, but we also air an episode on Tuesdays and the Tuesday episodes are all things body. So we got strength of body and mind, hence the name of the podcast, right? The body episodes are always going to be things related to the physical side. So workout regimens, uh, weightlifting, okay, muscle fiber stuff, aminos, nutrition, protein, all that stuff, carbs, macros, and we're going to dive into all that on the Tuesday. And then Thursday, we're going to get into stuff that's more mental strength focused, things like that. So anyway, here we are. This is airing on a Thursday. And what are we talking about today? This is something that I I uh, actually just had a conversation about this with somebody in person. I've been dying to talk about it in this forum. And I actually interrupted my schedule, my podcast content release schedule that I put in place quite a long time ago. Uh, to have this episode. And that's okay, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I did that, you know, I, I kind of created it so that I could disrupt that schedule. And um, anyway, what I want to talk about today is the obligation of fitness. Okay, the obligation of fitness. What does that mean? Fitness is not something that I believe we should take lightly. Okay, fitness is something that I consider an obligation. Why do I consider it an obligation? Well, I put fitness right up there on the list with all the other shit that we have to do to take care of ourselves in order to have our best chance at living a long and fulfilling life. Okay? Why do I consider fitness to be on that list? Why do I consider fitness to be on the same list with going to the dentist, with going to the doctor to have a physical, to going to have a mammogram if you're a woman, right? All this preventative stuff and normal maintenance routine stuff to keep yourself alive as long as possible and prevent future issues from arising. Why do I put fitness on that list? Well, here's why. Because fitness is of equal importance to those things, guys. Fitness is something that you can practice routinely, hopefully daily or nearly daily, near daily, to prevent stuff like chronic disease, to prevent diabetes. Yes, that is preventable in a lot of cases. To prevent obesity, which leads to so many different things, okay? Not least of which are things like the mental issues, depression, suicide, 
a complete lack of self-esteem that leads to panic attack type issues and anxiety issues and uh, complete disruptions and dismantlings of people's lives. Okay. Uh, and that's just obesity. There are plenty of skeletal issues that arise as a result of not taking care of yourself, not being fit. You know, when you exercise the muscles, you are, you're doing more than just exercising the muscles and you're doing more than just creating a body that is aesthetically pleasing. Okay. You are, you are enhancing joint health in a lot of cases. You are enhancing flexibility. Okay. You are creating, this is my favorite part. You are creating a mental component that allows you to live a better life. Okay, now that's something that's hard to measure and or in some cases impossible to measure, but it's directly related. So if you actually spend time taking care of yourself in a fitness environment, if you are fit, if you take time and train your body to be fit, I don't like to use the word exercise because I think it's a bullshit word, but if you train your body to be fit, what you're doing Aside from the actual practical obvious things that you're doing, what you're what you're doing in the background is you are creating a mindset through that physical activity. You're creating a mindset that provides fulfillment. You are creating a mindset that provides a sense of accomplishment. You're creating a mindset that provides pride internally. Okay, it's something you can be proud of. You may not recognize it necessarily when it happens, but you are, you're slowly becoming appreciative of your own actions. You're slowly becoming proud of the fact that you took time to take care of yourself. No one likes going to the dentist, but everybody likes leaving the dentist. Everybody understands when they leave that they did the right thing by going. My least favorite thing to do is go to the eye doctors. I have terrible vision. I have astigmatism that is so bad that I can't see anything beyond like 16 inches in front of my face without corrective lenses. I hate it. Okay. It sucks. That's the hand I was dealt though. So that's what I have to deal with. Now I wear corrective lenses. By the way, I'm not a candidate for LASIK because my astigmatism is so bad. And I realize every single time that my prescription runs out, which is every two years, that if I want to continue wearing contacts, which I prefer light years over glasses, uh, then I need to go get my prescription refilled. Now, if I don't, or uh, re-upped or whatever, (laughs) refilled. But if I don't do that, okay, if I don't go take care of myself, if I don't do that, then I won't be able to get contacts. I'll have to wear glasses. Glasses give me headaches. Headaches piss me off. And then I have this continuous compound effect of bullshit that that just makes me more and more and more mad. And I end up getting to a point where I'm blaming like unseen forces on the fact that I have bad eyes and that it's ruining my day. Okay. I I turn into a, turn into a whiny little bitch about the whole thing. So I go to the, the eye doctor. I do this every two years. And when I go and I sit down and I read the stupid card from 10 feet away and I get my prescription re-upped and I go and I get contacts again, 
I'm appreciative of the fact internally. I'm appreciative of the fact that I did that. I took the time and I went and I did the thing that I needed to do in order to take, take care of myself. It all comes down to taking care of yourself. When you eat something healthy or when, better yet, when you choose to not eat something terrible for you, you know how good that feels? Have you ever, have you ever thought about that? Like if you pass up on like cupcakes at the office or something like that and everyone around you stuff in their face and all you see when you look at them is 400 calories there, 350 calories there. This guy is already 50 pounds overweight and he's just shoveling them down. You know, good for him. And when you don't do that, you feel better, right? You feel better about yourself. You feel better about the decision that you made, right? And that goes for not just passing up on bad food, not just going to the doctor, but everything else that you do to take care of yourself, okay? And a lot of times, those things, a lot of them are obligations. You are obligated, essentially, to go to the doctors. You are obligated to go to the dentist. You're obligated to eat to stay alive. You're obligated to do all these things. You're obligated to brush your teeth. You're obligated to take a shower. You're obligated to have good hygiene. You're obligated to do all these things. And even if you're not truly obligated, you feel obligated. Most people feel obligated to do these things. And it's because of the way they were raised. They were raised that this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this stuff routinely in order to get through life and be normal and be healthy, quote unquote, healthy, a healthy, normal adult, right? Get through all these things, get yourself into a nice pattern of going to these professional medical practices and establishments and for what to be the status quo right to be normal okay but what is not ingrained in us at a young age at least not in the u.s is health and nutrition now when i say health i mean fitness okay i mean taking care of your body uh, at that next level and by the way it shouldn't be considered next level it should be considered the norm but that's you know, that's a conversation for another day. But anyway, what is not conveyed to us at a young age growing up is how to take care of ourselves physically at that next level so that we remain flexible, so that we remain active, we remain um, fit, we remain thin. And by thin, I basically mean not obese. We remain in the state of having a normal BMI and a lack of arterial issues that are non-inherent, okay, not passed down genetically. We remain in a situation where we are not deriving, again, through without the assistance of genetic hand-me-downs, uh, diabetes, right? All these things, like we, we aren't conveyed, it's not conveyed to us at a young age to do all these things in order to avoid all those issues. It should be. It should be, but it's not, okay? And it should be an obligation. We should feel obligated. Amongst all the other stuff that we do, fitness should be an obligation. And I'm trying to understand through conversations with my forefathers and you know older, older folks what it was like back then, 60, 70, 80 years ago when they were growing up and it just wasn't an issue because the the whole problem of overeating and the exposure and exploitation of chronic disease as a result of being 
extremely unhealthy by choice. That wasn't a thing really back then. So, you know, you didn't really have that option. Now that we have that option, it's it's easy for people to fall into that. They find whatever catalyst or rationale they want. They fall into that, or maybe they don't even think about it. And then they are so far from considering fitness an obligation that they never come out of it. Right? That's a real major problem. And so, yes, part of it starts with, with parenting, I guess, but it's never too late to make that decision, right? As an adult, to turn things around. And it's never too late to decide that you're going to make fitness an obligation. You're going to make nutrition an obligation and you are going to put health first because health is something that if you put first might sound selfish on the outside. And yes, it is selfish, but it's also equivalently selfless. And here's why. If you put health first, like truly put health first, what it's going to take in order to do that is to be in a situation where you're making sacrifices. Some of those sacrifices might be you need to divide and conquer with your spouse when it comes to your kids from time to time. Okay, one of you might have to take the now I live this, which is why I, I'm going straight to this point. Uh, one of you, one of you adults, one of you grown ups, one of you parents might have to take the kids while the other goes and trains. And you might have to do the opposite another time. If you can't create an environment where the kids are included and all that and you actually get your training done which is very unlikely depending on the age of the kids so you may have to make that sacrifice where you're not there for a while while the other parent is and then you swap another day or something and then nutritionally speaking you will have to make sacrifices where your kids if you live in a a certain type of household your kids are eating like pizza okay maybe they earned it and you are not eating pizza. Instead, you're having a salad with grilled chicken or something. Like that's a sacrifice that you have to make. And it's a sacrifice that I've learned to make where I will cook something like that for my son. I'll make him pizza or whatever if, you know, depending on the situation. Or like, you know, tacos like loaded up with cheese and guac and stuff like that. And then I will have, again, just like a salad, right, with grilled chicken or maybe some brown rice to go with it if I need a carb. But the point is there's sacrifice going on there and it's over and over and over again. And yes, it does get easier, but the point is there is sacrifice. Okay. Now by doing that, my son is very aware that I'm not partaking of the same stuff that he is, right? He's old enough to connect those dots. He's old enough to ask questions and he doesn't fully understand why, but what he does understand is that I'm doing something different. What he does understand is that I'm doing it to better my health because I'm making health a priority. What he doesn't understand, but what is the truth and what he will eventually see is that by me making that sacrifice and I guess in a way being less of a fun dad because I'm not stuffing my face with a bunch of junk food, I'm actually, yes, that looks selfish because I'm considering my health over considering having momentary fun. All right, that looks selfish, but what it's actually doing is it's creating a platform for me to be there longer, to set a better example, to be a good role model, to be a character to look up to, okay? And not just from my son, but I'm setting an example for everybody around me, okay? I'm the guy in my circle 
who's setting the example of what can be done, right? What can what people can do if they want to, which is choose health over the opposite, which is prioritize health, prioritize fitness, prioritize taking care of myself, prioritize the things I'm putting in my body and having an emphasis on them being cleaner, better, healthier than the alternative. Okay? I am choosing to do that and by doing that I'm setting an example and fitness should be that obligation taking care of your body and doing all those things to increase your overall health over time from now going forward that should be an obligation by making that an obligation you are doing the ultimate selfish move which is also the ultimate selfless move because you are going going to be the one that's there you are going to be the one in 18 months that they think about and say, wow, you know, that, that person, that guy, that girl, they, they've been doing this for so long. Like they are truly all in like they, maybe they're onto something because they always seem to be happy and energetic and full of life and interested in what I'm eating and interested in what everybody else is eating and, and just like curious and always exploring new things nutritionally and always just like having a little extra spring in their step. Maybe there's something going on there with that person. What are they doing? What can I absorb from that person? And I talk a lot about having the people around you that you want to be like. You will start to be, I guess, uh, people will try to attract you, I guess, is the right way to say it. You'll be, you will be like pulled into different circles that you weren't normally part of before. Because people recognize that and they might not even realize that they're doing it, but they'll be doing it. And people will start asking you questions. People will start talking nutrition with you all of a sudden. These could be people that were giving you a bunch of flack a year ago. But by seeing your consistency and seeing your progress mentally, physically, and how you prioritize these things, they will realize over time that what you're doing is actually very smart and it's a good move going forward long term you're playing the long term game and they will realize that and they will they will realize that they have been playing the short term game for so long and that it's a mistake and that they're not prioritizing the right things and some of the stuff that they are prioritizing that is correct isn't the entire list and they will realize that that they need to add things to that list of priorities and when they see that you've been doing that for so long, they will naturally start to pull you in to learn from you because you're setting that example. You're setting that role model type of example, that leadership example. And you've been doing it in silent, in silence for so long just by prioritizing something that is of maximum importance, but most people don't. Be, and that because of that, it doesn't seem like something worth prioritizing. Okay, so my main punchline for this episode is that you have to make fitness a priority. It has to be an obligation. You have to be all in. There is no halfway. Casually exercising never saved anybody. It never got them from where they're at, which could be the lowest of low, into a state where they are full of life and vitality, loving every second, and are happy and healthy and getting good positive remarks from their doctor. It does not happen. You have to be all in. 
If you were to hire a trainer today, a typical old school 1980s style trainer where you go into the gym and they follow you around from station to station and do all that, what they're going to tell you is that you should be exercising. They're going to use the word exercising uh, 150 minutes a week. Okay, that's 30 minutes, five times a week. Okay, five days a week, 30 minutes of exercise. That's what they're going to tell you. And if you're not doing that, then you aren't meeting even that model. And to be quite honest with you, I think that the old school, outdated, uh, certified personal trainer model could use a lot of work. Um, but that's the model they go by. And if you were to hire a trainer today, that's what they would tell you. So first, I would say, are you even doing that? Because if you're not doing that, then you aren't meeting the minimum of minimumist. <laughs> Of, of the most minimum uh, requirements in order to be considered quote-unquote healthy according to national certified personal trainer academies across the country. Uh, I am a certified personal trainer with the National Academy of Sports Medicine. That is something that they practice. And while it's not a bad thing, I just I don't think it's enough, I guess is my point. I think it's the absolute most bare minimum, Okay. So if you're not meeting that, again, you are far from meeting what you actually should be meeting. Because if you're making fitness a priority, which you should, then I would argue it should be somewhere around an hour a day, six days a week. I think six hours a week is kind of like, in my opinion, the gold standard. Now, that doesn't mean six hours of heavy-ass training, and I'm really saying that's like average so if you average it out, that's about what it should be. So if you work out 90 minutes one day, an hour another day, an hour another day, 45 minutes one day, an hour 15, you know, you just you do it that way. Like you average it out, it's going to be like an hour, right? That's what I think everybody should be doing. I think they should be prioritizing it to that level. And before you say you don't have time, I'm saying you're not prioritizing it enough. Okay, because everybody has that time. Literally everybody has that time. All right, there are there are very 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 few people that truly do not have that time. Very few. I'm talking about the guy that works three jobs, single dad of four, you know, kids all under 11, no family around to help out, no friends. You know, all his money goes to babysitter, like that kind of thing. That that guy, that guy's the ultimate hustler. That guy doesn't even have the means to be obese, the means to be overweight, the means to be unhealthy. He's grinding, right? I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the person who works a nine to five while they're there. You know, they work like four to five hours, like truly, you know, between talking and bullshitting and going out for lunch and all that stuff. Now, believe me, I've, I've lived it. I understand. I get it. But anyway, you come home at 5, 5.30, you know, you do the dinner thing with the family, maybe, maybe not, you're sitting around, you're not really like, you're not really doing anything, you're just kind of like, you're playing on your phone, maybe you, maybe you, you know, go throw the football around for 10 minutes with your kid or whatever, and you come in, you eat dinner, somehow at some point you make yourself, uh, you make your way to the couch or a chair Right, you cozy up with some Netflix, you cozy up with HBO, whatever it is, and uh, you know, but you don't have time, right? You don't have time to prioritize fitness. You're living the true sedentary lifestyle, and I don't mean you necessarily. You may not fit that mold. 
Okay. Yet that you is very rhetorical. It's just, it's out there. It's the masses. And that's unfortunately all the people that I've, all the people I've trained, all the people I've dealt with, all the people I've interacted with, all the people I've coached, they all, every single one actually has had something that they considered uh, to be like more important. And fitness was just never high enough on the list for them to make the changes that they need to make in order to prioritize it at the highest level, right? And all of the reasons ended up being bullshit reasons like like that, like PlayStation, like Netflix, like I play recreational hockey four days a week. I'm on a softball league and a you know, flag football league. Um, I coached three of my kids sports uh you know there's 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 obvious things that are that get in the way then there's optional things that get in the way and i mentioned earlier that there is a level of sacrifice that's needed and it's going to seem selfish but at the end of the day it's actually very selfless okay so i know i'm going to come across to a lot of you as a dick because i'm telling you to be selfish and make fitness a priority Right, but ultimately, at the end of the day, again, it's a selfless move, and it's making you a better person to the people around you. Okay, it's making you that role model. It's making you the example of what those people could do and could be. And that's something that I, I implore you to try and wrap your mind around because not enough people do. And I promise you, if you take the time to make that that leap where fitness is a priority and health is a priority and you actually make the sacrifices and don't eat the food at the party that everybody else wants you to that's going to like trigger a binge fest for you stuff like that if you go that extra mile make that sacrifice make the decision not to do all that stuff you are setting an example that's going to change your life i promise right it's all about making fitness an obligation Right? It's an obligation. It should be an obligation, not this optional thing that you should do every once in a while as a hobby when it's convenient. No, it's an obligation. <laughs> I can't say it enough. It should be an absolute priority. Okay, so one more time. Fitness should be an obligation. It should be a priority. It should be at the top of the list. When you think of the priorities in your life that you need to do in, you know, in order to stay alive and be considered healthy in your mind and in the minds of others in your life around you, fitness needs to be in that list. Okay, and you can, you can very easily test this. Okay, the problem is you need to test this over a period of no less than 90 days okay six months should really be the bare minimum and once you actually go to that level where you're doing that you'll understand what i'm talking about and you'll understand how by doing this you are impacting others so uh anyway one more time for like the 10th time straight here in the last 10 minutes fitness should be an obligation i can't say it enough so with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Listen, I truly believe everything that I said here today. I truly believe that everybody should make fitness an obligation. Everybody should 
make fitness a high, high, high priority in their life. And because of that, I think this message has has incredible value and incredible impact potential. Okay, It just needs to be received and deconstructed and understood. And so I ask you to please share this with somebody, a like-minded friend in your life who has uh, maybe a rocky belief system when it comes to where fitness and health and all of those things fall on their priority list and their obligation list. Send this to them. Make sure that they hear the words. Make sure that they understand exactly what the message is and the fact that by doing all of these things, yes, it's selfish, but ultimately it is selfless. At the end of the day, it's going to affect more people around them positively and they will create a massive tidal wave style impact as a result of making fitness a priority, okay? It is ultra contagious, I promise you, and it will make everybody else's life around you and around the people who put this into practice better. So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. If you got value out of this, please go and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. I really appreciate it, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care.